ready. Okay. Ready. Okay, we're recording, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> right on cue. I know. It's that cat back there. Mm. He must work for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gag Me With The Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we live scary movies. Hell yeah. And new beginnings. Happy New Year, Sarah. Happy New Year. 2023. Wow. That's weird when you think about it. Yeah. I remember being in the 80s and 90s and being like, that feels so far away. Yeah, we couldn't even imagine 1999. I know. When it came, everybody just lost their minds. It got too real. (laughs) Well, new year, new me, Mm. new us. Is it? Did we keep our resolutions? Yeah. Was it new year, new me last year? (laughs) I don't, I remember one of my resolutions that I only have one. Uh Uh-huh. I think so. I I remember one that you had. And you bullied me about it. (laughs) For months. <laughs> and so? It worked, though. Did it work? It worked. Yay. I did get my library card. Oh. <laughs> Only digitally, though. I never actually went down there, but it counts. Okay. If that's how you want to count it. Yeah. Because it, it counts. It's the same. Uh-huh. But I never went and rented a book. Because you just use the digital system anyways. I've never used it. <laughs> but I got it. That was the resolution. So is your new resolution do- uh, check out a book digitally? I probably should. I don't understand how it works. I've never tried. Oh, I'll show you. But okay. Yeah, that's my new resolution. I'm going to check it off today. That's a good one. Imagine. To be oh, you so can't far check ahead. it off this way. You can't check it off now, can you? You have to wait till January 1st. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It is totally January. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We did the countdown mere minutes ago. (laughs) It's now 2023. And definitely not a week before Christmas. (laughs) Well, did you accomplish yours? No. No. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. I failed miserably. I'm like, you know I didn't. Because mine was to stay off social media, namely Instagram, once a week. Yep. How long do you think I did it? A month or two? Yeah. <laughs> too long. Because on Sundays, I would be like, mm. <laughs> where's my friend? Uh, the thing, I I say, I'm going to say that I succeeded because I learned something about myself. What did you learn? I need to not make resolutions where I can't break a streak. Because if I break oh, the streak, yeah. then it's over. Yeah. It's ruined. It's already ruined. So I have a new resolution and okay. it's like getting to a number and not doesn't matter about how many per week that's better for me that's good what is your new resolution so my resolution this year is book related okay and it's to read 50 books that I already own oh that's a good one yeah because I have a lot of books and I'm always checking out books from the library (laughs) I always just buy more yeah and then I got kindle prime and like or yeah kindle unlimited Uh and like there's just so many books on there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll read this. And meanwhile, these other ones are just moldering. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. I like that. I've been thinking about that, too, because ugh, I probably shouldn't talk about this in any kind of public way. It seems like it would make me have to be more accountable. But I want to try and do like a 
low by year mm-hmm. next year because I think I have a shopping problem. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking at the pile of laundry that I have to do and like clothes that I haven't even worn. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Mm. So I'm going to try to not buy just a bunch of stuff next year just because I want it. Mm-hmm. And part of that includes books. Okay. Because I do have a lot of books too. Yeah. So I have been thinking about the same thing. I think that's a good one. You have 50 books that you haven't read. At your I house. have over 100 books that I haven't <gasps> read. <laughs> I've got them all mostly used, but. Yeah. Um, I should have got you the library at home, like library card system. So you can set up your own, like, checkout. Oh, I think there's an app um, where you can, like, catalog your library. Maybe I'll do that as I read them. Yeah. Or maybe get some rid of some. But this one has like the little pocket and the card you can put in and then you can stamp it and we can check them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't that cute. be fun? Mm-hmm. A little library in your living room. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So my resolution is to read 50 books at your house that I haven't <laughs> read before. <laughs> yeah. I'll just send them your way when I'm done. Yeah. Sometimes I buy books just because I like the cover. Mm-hmm. Like it looks so pretty and I'm like, oh, I want to own that. And then I don't read it. Mm. That's bad. (laughs) It's okay. We're learning. Or sometimes I buy books (laughs) to get to the shipping amount. And I'm like, well, I just kind of wanted this book. Yeah. It comes and I'm like, oh, cool. Now (laughs) I have that. Like I bought that best erotica collection, like 1998 or something. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be interesting. 98 <laughs> I don't remember it was it was late 90s yeah and the cover had like coffee shop font mm, you know what I'm talking about yeah like swirly kind of whim- <laughs> whims- whimsicoth yeah so I think I read um one or two stories out of there and I was like boy we were so naive back then <laughs> I don't remember them that's this is a go nowhere story except for that I wanted it and I bought it and then I didn't read it well, maybe you'll finish it or get rid of it this year. Um, do you have one in mind that you're going to start with? No. Okay. I don't know yet. I like that resolution. That's a good one. 50. <laughs> well, good luck to you. Thank you. I think I'll do better this year. I like that. I like that one because it doesn't involve not being in a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I would, I would be like, it's Sunday. I can't send this because <laughs> Corey will miss it. And then... I'll be sad I didn't get her input on it. So. Yeah. I failed. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's okay. Like you said, you learned something about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I did. Well, speaking of resolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We asked our listeners, friends of the show, for horror resolutions for next year. Well, for this year. Mm-hmm. 2023 that we're sitting in <laughs> right now. And their favorite horror movies of... 2022 oh do you have any horror resolutions we should say also do i have yes i want to watch more um latin american horror specifically mexico Mm -hmm. um it's a spot that i'm like oh i have not just seen a lot it gets overlooked a lot so i'm i want to try to watch more of those movies nice anybody has any suggestions like send them to us yeah because i want to know do you have one? Yes. I want to finish my uh, Universal Monster box set. Like I have the whole Blu-ray mm-hmm. box set mm-hmm. of all the movies and I, I don't know why I don't watch them, but 
I've only seen like the first one of everything. So the first one of everything, like the original Frankenstein. Well, I've seen Bright what's in there. Everything. How many are there? There's like maybe like thirty. Thirty. Yeah. I only think of like five monsters. There's a lot of sequels. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like get together and Abbott and Costello are involved, yeah, that's I true. believe. That's true. <laughs> they do gang up. Yeah. <laughs> so it should Which be fun. Which is your favorite of those guys? I kind of like Creature. It's my favorite too. Oh. Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah. I saw it in 3D once and it was so beautiful. I bet. That's what I love about it is it's really beautiful. I love the underwater scenes mm-hmm. and I really feel for him. Yeah. He just wants a swimming partner. <laughs> and I understand because I have to swim alone this summer a lot. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. We asked and you guys answered. What are we starting with, Cor? Ooh. Let us start with some fans of the show. Okay. Yeah. Who's up first? Okay. First we have... So they who didn't leave their name, but I think that you know who they are. Gag me with a chainsaw. I want to let you know what my favorite horror movie of 2022 was. And the answer is men. Because men are terrifying. And if there's anything that we learned from this year, it's to stay away from them. Blah! Yeah, I think that was my friend Maria. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I enjoy that movie quite a bit as well. Well, I didn't. But I liked the imagery a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. I loved the way it looked. But the actual story of it, I was like, there are some things I liked and some things that I didn't like. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it? (laughs) Yeah. Right now? No. Okay. (laughs) Let's keep going. (laughs) I was like, this is going to take forever. (laughs) Okay. And then. (laughs) All right. And here's our next fan caller. Hello, Corey and Sarah. I would like to say that the most fuckable Christmas mascot is by far the Grinch. He's hot. He is cranky, which I'm into. He's got his own house. He even has a dog. And he likes to schedule his day-to-day activities. I'm into that. Um, I would cast my vote for the Grinch. Thanks. Happy holidays. Okay, we did have a third ask <laughs> of most effable holiday mascot. Is the Grinch a holiday mascot or is he just a holiday character? <laughs> I guess he's become a holiday mascot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty big. He's the anti-Santa. <laughs> it's not Krampus, I guess. Yeah, he is pretty big. He's not the big the big guy, not the big man, but he is pretty big. Thank you, Valeria. Thank you, Valeria. <laughs> This, those are all good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. An anonymous caller. Hey, Gag Me. My favorite horror movie for 2022 would have to be The Barbarian. And if I were to have a horror resolution for 2023, it would be more slashers. Bye. Good choice and good resolution. Yeah, great resolution. <laughs> good choice. Thanks, anonymous fan, whoever you are. <laughs> Wherever you are, if you're listening. And what do we have next? Who should we hear from? Do you want to hear from some former guests of the show? Yeah. That would be really fun. All right. Our first call under former guests is Travis Ayers. 
He is a producer and he was on Humongous. Yes. Just swinging by to name some of my favorite horror films of 2022. Uh, the first one is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I uh, just had a lot of fun. I actually saw this film twice in theaters, which is somewhat rare for me these days. And the second one is the most recent Violent Night. Uh, it's actually another one that I will be seeing twice in theaters. Uh, it's probably the most fun I've had in a movie theater in a very long time. I highly recommend seeing it in theaters. And hopefully you get to see it with an audience. Uh, it's actually a very fun movie to see with an audience. Uh, you get a lot of cheers, a lot of oohs, a lot of ahs. Uh, it's just a very fun movie, uh, and it kind of just gives you a fun, like, you know, uh, gives you the Christmas spirit, I guess is a good word to use. And uh, it's ultra ultra gory, which I, I have a lot of fun with. Um, I think a good thing to, to kind of go into 2023 with is um, I think we're getting into the spirit of having horror movies in not only movie theaters, but having horror movies make money in, in movie theaters and kind of be box office hits. Uh, I think Terrifier 2 is a great example of a, you know, a fairly low-budget independent horror film um, grossing a ton of money. And I think that's kind of unheard of these days. And it's, it's just a really cool example of you know, independent horror making money and surprising a lot of people. So I, I really support that, and hopefully that continues to happen. Um, in terms of things to shout out, uh, you can check out my film, The Christmas Tapes, which will be out on December 16th. Um, in the meantime, my other films, Fist, Miracle Valley, and Infrared are all streaming. And be on the lookout for Forbidden Sky, which we uh, I think we're going to be filming next year sometime, probably in the Arizona area. So definitely stay tuned, and uh, hopefully I'll be on the podcast sometime next year to discuss one of my new favorites, uh, The Stepfather. So hopefully everyone has a Merry Christmas, and I will see everyone in the new year. Thanks, Travis. Uh, watch more horror in the theaters. Yeah. Right? That's a good resolution. Yeah, he had some fun picks. Uh, bodies, 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 we enjoyed. Yeah, totally. Uh, still need to see Violent Night. Yeah. I'll be watching that soon, though. I know. I want to go see that. That's a good reminder. <laughs> Our next call is from former guest Lorenzo. He was on Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Yes. Awesome movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm calling because I have like one of the best horror movies of the year of 2022. Um, this movie answers the question, are you my mommy? The Barbarian, of course. I loved Barbarian. I thought the pacing was fantastic. The kills were fun. The subject matter was like super deep and, and, and like topical and like of the, you know, of current times. Um, I thought it was well acted, well written. Um, it was fantastic. Everything was just so good. Um, and I liked the way it like, like kind of, it was a different twist, you know. Um, I loved it. Um, yeah, Barbarian's my pick for top, top horror of 2022. And this is Lorenzo, by the way. Lorenzo Salazar. Love you guys. See you next year. Yay. Thank you, Lorenzo. Another pick for Barbarian. Yes. Nice. In the lead. <laughs> okay. 
Our next caller is former guest MJ. He was on Psycho 2. Mm-hmm. Hey, again, you with the Train Clock Crew. It's uh, MJ from Real Perspective and Let's Jobs for a Minute. Uh, and more importantly, your Psycho 2 episode, uh, calling about my favorite horror movie of the year. It was uh, kind of unsurprisingly, nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's third directorial effort. Uh, it's great. Really good movie. Uh, kind of a beat-for-beat beat remake of Jaws. So that's why it's not a surprise. But it's real good. Um, it's one of those movies that I saw only once in theaters when it came out. And I think about it every day since I've seen it. So, yeah. Uh, that'll do I guess <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later and happy new year. Happy holidays. We'll, uh, do more stuff in 2023. All right. Thanks, MJ. Yeah. Thanks, MJ. No, awesome pick. Hell yeah. We're not going to argue there. No. And like <laughs> the jaws thing. So for real, like the second time I watched it, first time I watched Nope, I was very overwhelmed. Could not take it all in. <laughs> second time I watched Nope, the jaws remake was so obvious to me. And like, when you see it, it's like, there's everybody. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Sky Jaws. <laughs> I love that movie. It is really a blast to watch, like more than once. Definitely. You get a lot out of it on repeat. It's another viewings. one that's good in theaters. Mm-hmm. Good at home, too. Yeah. I really like that one. All right. What's next? Uh, we got a few calls from some other awesome horror podcasts. Yay. Tell us what they think. Up first, we have Derek from Little Bracket of Horrors. And just a warning, if you haven't seen Barbarian, there are spoilers in this uh, call-in. So you might want to skip forward a little bit if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, uh, definitely do that if you haven't watched it yet and you plan to watch it. Hello, and uh, thank you so much to Gag Me With a Chainsaw for opening this up to the fans to be a part of today's show. Um, my name is Derek. I am one-third of the podcast Little Bracket of Horrors. We are a horror movie review podcast that uh, we just finished our first season. Our format is set up like a roundtable discussion where we talk about pros and cons, characters, our favorite lines, and kills slash scares. Uh, we reviewed a total of 20 films this season, and uh, our final episode, we created a bracket-style tournament and had the movies battle out until we crowned a champion of our little bracket of horse deathmatch. Uh, if anyone is interested, our show is available on all podcast streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and uh, apparently some place called Deezer. So that's on my list. So check us out there, too. Um, but yeah, if you guys just search Little Bracket Horrors and whatever you use, we should pop up. Um, oh, social media stuff. We are on Facebook and Instagrams. Uh, so on Facebook, you just search Little Bracket of Horrors, and on Instagram, type at Little Bracket of Horrors. We have been flipping on the daily posts since we are on a self-imposed holiday break, but uh, we typically are very active and interactive with people on there, so come check us out. So to today's topic, uh, favorite horror movie of 2022, and this was a tough one for me because this year was pretty stellar for horror. We had, you know, lots of additions to some perennial franchises like Scream and Halloween. Um, obviously, some were better than others, but uh, also Ty West was on fire this year, dropping two gems in her laps and X and Pearl. And uh, also, shout out, you know, I, 
I could not not mention my boy Art the Clown in Terrifier 2. That movie, though way too long and far from perfect, it, it gave us more art in his hilarious personality. And to be honest, I would have sat through probably four hours of, of uh, that movie to get more art in his bloody hijinks. But um, if if I had to choose one uh, that stood above all the others, I would have to go with uh, Zach Kreger's Barbarian. I think Zach nailed it on so many levels, uh, but first and foremost, his casting. Bill Skarsgård as Keith was perfect. Uh, his character just made me uneasy, and I didn't trust him up until when, you know, he got his head bashed in by the mother character. And uh, I was still questioning if he had, like, some sort of nefarious motives and was involved in some way with this creepy underground basement labyrinth. So when his head turned to mush, I was legitimately shocked. Uh, Justin Long as AJ was you know, the exact opposite. When we were first introduced to him, you know, he had this warm feel to him, and we soon found out that he was being accused of rape. And at first, it was hard to imagine this from his character, but as the film progressed, we saw how he was untrusting and very despicable right up to the very end with him throwing Tess off the water tower. Uh, I literally threw my hands up in the air and said, what the fuck, at that moment, but in a great way. Overall, uh Anytime there's a movie with characters that I can't quite put my finger on and, I, you know, they keep playing hot potato with my heart, I just love it. And if I could sum up this movie in one word, it would just be unpredictable. And I could go on and on and talk about this movie forever, but I don't want to take up too much more of your guys' time. So thanks again to Corey and Sarah, uh, Gary with the Chainsaw Rules, and I can't wait for more amazing content from you guys. And uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh I need to go see more horror films in the theater. Last year I saw four, which was just uh, Black Phone, Terrifier 2, Scream, and Studio 666. So uh, I need to beat those numbers. So shoot for five movies at least next year. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Derek. Another vote for Barbarian. Yeah. Taking an early lead. Big time. <laughs> um, it's wild that X and Pearl came out. Both last year. Yeah. When I think, I keep forgetting that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Both those movies, again, like on rewatch, very rewarding. Mm, I still need to rewatch them both. I rewatched Barbarian, too. Um, I did as well. Earlier in the week. And yeah, really great mm-hmm, still. Mm-hmm. But definitely that first watch is the best. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have a call from Rachel and Ariel from the More Deadly Podcast. Hi, Sarah and Corey. This is Rachel and Ariel from the More Deadly Podcast. Thanks so much for inviting us to participate in your year in show. This is so much fun. We're totally flattered. Yeah. So our show, More Deadly, we focus on horror movies that are directed by women identified directors. And we like to interview as many of those women as we possibly can. And so, of course, we had to pick a women directed horror movie to recommend as our top pick of 2022. And honestly, this was a incredible year for horror so it made this pretty hard except for when we narrowed it down we basically immediately knew exactly which one we wanted because <laughs> it truly has it all it has horror suspense barely contagious female rage yes. and a solid good for her moment which of course you know we love 
<laughs> yes, we do. So, of course, our pick had to be Watcher, directed by Chloe Okuno. So this one is really great. It's about a woman and her husband. She travels to Bucharest to move there, and she quickly discovers that there is a man in the apartment building across from her that is watching her, and it Ooh. just gets more and more tense from there. Yeah. It was my top pick because of that. This is one of the most intense movies I have seen in a very long time. It had me on the edge of my seat. It's so well-directed and so satisfying. I watched it twice for our review of it and took not a single note either time because I was so focused on what was happening on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. I This was one of the most fun watches I've had all year. Micah Monroe is incredible oh, so in good. it. And... We are huge Chloe Kuno fans. Hail Ratma. If you have not Forever. watched this yet, you got to get in to watch her. It's just so good. And it's available to stream now on Shudder and AMC+. So if you haven't seen it yet, what are you waiting for? Correct that shit. Yeah, go do it now. For more hot takes like this, follow us at ZG Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find more Deadly wherever you get your pods. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thanks for you. including us. Bye. Bye. All right. Sarah, did you see The Watcher? I did. I like that one. That's a good pick. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that one, but that one's good. I know. Um, Made me want to watch it again. Actually, (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, I did like watching that one. Did we watch that together? I don't think so. I don't remember. Yeah, that was a good one. It was very tense. I felt bad for that lady. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That would suck. (laughs) I know. When people move into buildings like that, there was another one that we watched this year that was like that. Somebody that had like big windows and yeah. a beautiful building. I think it was uh, Kimmy, maybe. Um, I'm like, I would love that, but I would never be able to live with those windows. No. I would always be like, who's watching me? You need some curtains, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have curtains just in my ground floor backyard facing living room. Yeah. And I can't stand it sometimes. <laughs> it's very annoying. Lots of nice light, though. Yeah, but you can open the curtains. (laughs) It's one of the things where I'm always like, one of these days we're going to get curtains. Like I get all mad every once in a while. I don't do it. Too hard to choose. I don't understand how you put them up right. All right. We got one more. We got one more. Up next, we have the ladies from Spooky Tuesday. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm Monica. And I'm Chelsea. And we're Spooky Tuesday, and our favorite horror movies of 2022 are X, Nope, and Bones and All. And our horror resolution for 2023 is to finally dip our toes in the pool of the Saw franchise. We haven't gotten there yet, but we're excited to figure out whatever's going on over there. We're going to do it. I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) You got a long journey ahead of you. (laughs) I love that feeling of being terrified, though, before you jump in on something. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, those are good picks. So what was it? It was Nope, X, Uh Bones and and All. And Bones and All. Oh, that's a new contender. Yeah. I just saw that recently. I thought it was fun. I'm going to watch it later today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling. That was a fun call. I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Dipping your toes into a long franchise. That's a good resolution to have. Oh, yeah. Trying to think if there's a franchise like that that I haven't, that I'm like really lacking on. Mm. I've been working through Friday the 13th for a little while. Mm -hmm. 
um, there's a lot, a lot to work with there. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all of the Saw movies. I haven't either, and I have, um, like, I have a box set. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I was gonna, I, I couldn't say I'm gonna watch all my box sets. Uh, yeah, it's resolution for 2024. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to set myself up for failure here. Okay, what's next? Well, we got some very special calls from from. <laughs> You're getting so nervous. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do this? Because you're nervous, you're shy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Up next, we've got some special calls from some special men in our oh. lives. Oh. Our husbands. All right. Let's get to category. Category is. Husbands. Husbands. To wrap us up. (laughs) All right. Let's hear from my husband, Omar. He's going to tell us his favorite movie. Hey, my name is Omar. My favorite horror movie of the year is Hellbender. I like the cinematography. I like the music. I like the acting. And I liked everything about it. Uh, Yeah, that's my favorite movie of the year. Keep up the good work. Peace. Great choice. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's a contender for me as well. I love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like so long ago that we watched it. I think we watched it I, January. I think it was January, yeah. So it's still this year. The, the... It really feels like it was like last year or two years ago <laughs> that we watched it. We've been talking about it for so long. Yeah. That's a good pick. We've got a good variety. Thank yep. you, Omar. All right. Let's hear from, you guys know him, you guys love him, <laughs> producer Jason. <laughs> yes, a.k.a. my husband. Oh, also former guest. Yeah. He was on the schizoid. Schizoid, that's right. All right. Hey, this is Jason from Bakersfield, California, and my top horror movie of 2022 uh, is actually a tie between Barbarian and Prey. Uh, Barbarian is the only movie I saw this year that uh, I immediately went out and started telling my friends, like, you got to see this movie. We, I, I want to talk with somebody about this. Please go watch it. Um, and, yeah, now now they're finally starting to watch it now that it's on HBO Max. And, and um, just really uh, people's minds are getting blown. Um, and uh, Prey, I... I mean, I like Prey so much, I think I like it even better than the original Predator uh, and a sequel that can surpass the original. I mean, huge. Okay. Another vote for Barbarian. I think that's our winner for our guest. uh, What what would we call it? Like our call-in? Yeah. Our call-in poll. Yeah. It wasn't really a poll, but... <laughs> Our audience favorite. There yeah, you go. <laughs> clear, clear winner with Barbarian. And then a vote for Prey, which is another fun one. Hell yeah. Prey was a lot of fun. That was probably one of the most fun movies that we watched this year. There were a couple of things that happened where I was like, whoa. <laughs> really liked it. Good calls. Thank you, everybody, for calling. Yeah, that was so fun. We'll have to do that again next year. I know. I <laughs> like hearing everybody's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you're all so funny and so cute. Yes. We love you all. All right. Good resolutions, right? Watch mm-hmm. more movies at the theaters. Yeah. Watch different types of horror movies. Maybe. Start a new franchise. Start a new franchise. <laughs> yeah. 
like it. We've got we've got our missions set before us. <laughs> We're going to be successful. 2023 is our year. <laughs> You've said it. All right. Good night. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Just kidding. Keep listening. Oh, yeah. We still have a movie to talk about. We do have a movie to talk about. A slasher. An 80s slasher. Yay. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and right on theme, yep. we're going to be talking about New Year's Evil from 1980. That's right. Every episode, we pick a movie from the letterboxed list, every 80s slasher, an attempt by John Hillman. And this one was there. Yeah. Had you seen this before? No. Ooh, I had. It was a fun choice. Yeah. Good way to start the new year. (laughs) Totally. Okay, this movie was directed by Emmett Alston. He also directed a couple other things. Um, One I thought looked interesting was a movie called demon warp it appears to be a bigfoot slash alien movie (laughs) and a few ninja movies as well and he co-wrote this movie with leonard neubauer this movie stars roz kelly as diane sullivan you might know her as pinky tuscadero from happy days yep uh rip nevin as richard sullivan he was in a lot of movies. He was in Magnum Force and Airport 1975. And Grant Kramer as Derek Sullivan. And you'll horror fans will recognize him from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. Main character in that one, yeah. Hmm. So, should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. Our movie starts with the ominous zoom in on a holiday inn sign. You know it's going to be a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> when you start with an ominous zoom in on a holiday inside. Yep. It's New Year's Eve and popular DJ Diane Sullivan, known as Blaze among her fans, is getting ready to host a live countdown celebration. She's in her hotel room. Her makeup artist is putting in work. Mm. <laughs> that new wave blush is out of control here. Yeah. It's just the pink slashes yeah. on the cheek. <laughs> she has um, pink eyebrows too. Very extreme. Yeah. Diane calls her friend and I think her press agent, Yvonne, to see if she's heard from her husband, Richard. Yeah, she calls her in her hotel room. She sure has. Yvonne says Richard's still in Palm Springs and judging from the way he sounded on the phone, he's already started celebrating. Typical Richard. (laughs) Diane is disappointed but not surprised. Yvonne tells her she'll meet her upstairs after she changes, but her plans are interrupted when a gloved assailant grabs her from behind a shower curtain and puts a switchblade to her throat. She's pulled back behind the curtain, and we hear stabbing sounds. Yeah. Um, As soon as we saw her walking down the hallway, I fell for her hard. (laughs) She's so cool. She's so hot. I love her braids, her white suit, and her nails. Like, truly so sad to see Yvonne go this early. I know. I was sad we didn't even get to see her complete New Year's Eve look. I knew it was going to be good. Oh, yeah. That was just her (laughs) walking down the hotel hallway look. Please. That's true. What a loss. (laughs) God. Next, we get some street shots of L.A., and then our title pops up in a messy white font. We also get a theme song, New Year's Evil by Shadow. I love this song. I really like it, too.
punks cruises the Sunset Strip in a convertible. They do really shocking things like honk the horn and spit at normies. What? <laughs> a girl in a blue van is really into it. She flashes the punks and we see nipples before we hit the five minute mark oh, yeah. in the movie. She's a hanging out the side of this shagging wagon, man. Like <laughs> titties out. These nine kids in this convertible look like they're having more fun than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they're like riding on the outside of the car and putting fingers in each other's mouths <laughs> and i feel like every other car on the street is full of maniacs too like yeah. they're all flipping each other off like everyone is super happy to be involved with this group of wild animals <laughs> go against every instinct i have to roll down the window and engage with them yeah like, absolutely not <laughs> i would just be looking straight ahead <laughs> pretending that i don't see them like or you would be jumping in the car with them. <laughs> Maybe. If they invited me and I felt like they were going to be nice, but otherwise I'd be like, those kids are going to have a really factually true, funny, mean comment to say to me, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but yeah, they think they're having a great time. Yeah. So much fun that I had a hard time counting how many kids were in the car. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> So the punks arrive at the hotel where Diane is hosting a New Year's Eve party. Big get for the Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the main ballroom. <laughs> the cop at the door asks for their tickets and the lead punk scares him by pulling out one of those little switchblade combs. Got him. Got him. He goes, tickets, tickets, please. Tickets, tickets. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. There's a couple of like really not really character characters in this movie where you're like what was that yeah. he's one of them <laughs> tickets tickets please <laughs> so up in the holiday inn and in the penthouse of the holiday inn yeah <laughs> diana is still still getting ready in her uh room when her son derek arrives with a huge bouquet of red roses and some good news derek landed a gig on a new series called spaceship america and he starts shooting next week. I wonder what that could be about. <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> Diane's mind is on her show and getting big ratings, however, and she coldly ignores him before asking him to tell her about it after the show. Not exactly the reaction that Derek was hoping for. Yeah. Did she even hear him? Do you think? Because it was very rude that she didn't even say like, oh, good job. Sure. But like sometimes you're just thinking about something and like people are talking to you yeah. and like. She's busy. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if that happened, I can understand. Otherwise, I'm like, dang. No, I felt like that she was just busy. Like, okay. and even when it she, is a big night for her. Yeah. <laughs> even when she's like leaving the room, she is concerned about him. Like, she tries to talk to him and is like, asks if he's having more headaches, like in a very pointed way. But like, he shrugs her off because he's a fucking brat and he's I think already that's a different mad. part. No, okay. it's right. It, this happens right here at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> She just kind of says it like casually on the way out. And he's like, mm. he's already mad because he wanted to talk about Spaceship America. <laughs> but he's like 28. Cut the apron strings already. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, he doesn't have one friend that he could spend New Year's with. Yeah. <laughs> Let mommy put on her plastic orange dress in peace. <laughs> Speaking of the plastic orange dress, it's showtime. Hollywood Hotline is simulcasting live on TV and radio. Our girl Diane is counting down the year's most popular new wave rock songs. Blaze is now fully in character. They call her the queen of rock. Like, somebody tell Lita Ford. <laughs> she says, 
Now this is your last chance to be bad before you make those New Year's resolutions. That's why we call our celebration New Year's Evil. And you know what? These punk kids fucking love this shit. <laughs> when Blaze tells you to spin out and boil your head, you fucking do it. <laughs> they are so excited. Everybody loves to see her. And she's like, how old would you think this lady is? Late. Mm, she has to be older because her son's yes. so old. So she has to be like 40s. Yes. Late 40s. Yeah. Very late, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they love her though, mm-hmm. even though at this t- time in human humanity, <laughs> when you were that old, you were basically an old woman. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> Blaze. Nope, not Blaze. They go crazy. They're like, we love the fucking pink blush you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a look. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked the costume design because everybody looks just so fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like when kids weren't got a cast, like yeah. you just get the feeling that they just pulled in random people <laughs> off the street <laughs> so before counting down in la the stations will also air countdowns from cities and other time zones including new york chicago and aspen <laughs> yeah <laughs> the aspen countdown is all on skis <laughs> like they cut to aspen and uh-huh. everybody's wearing skis and i swear i remember this from new year's eve in the 80s yeah, I always like when they cut to like these little towns. They should have done the potato drop from Boise. <laughs> oh. Like when I saw the skis and the torches going towards whatever they were doing, it like unearthed a memory in my mind. I was yeah. like, I've seen this before. <laughs> very, um, a very local moment to find out how they ring in the new year in Aspen. Yeah. <laughs> Blaze reminds the viewers watching at home to call the hotline and vote for their favorite song of the year. They get a call. The first vote is for We Don't Need No Education. It's not the name of the song. And also, trash vote. <laughs> that song fucking sucks. Yeah, I looked up the top, uh, the Billboard Top 100 songs of 1979 to see what we were working with. So we have number 10, if you don't mind a little countdown. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, number 10, Sad Eyes by Robert John. I think that's the only one I didn't know. Do you know that one song? Maybe if I heard it. Okay, yeah. I was going to look it up. Forgot. Number 9, Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Good one. Number eight, YMCA by the Village People. Excellent choice. <laughs> yeah, you like that song? I fucking love that song. <laughs> okay. I used to work at a YMCA, and, the, and they would always play that song at the dance last, and everyone would lose their minds. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Number seven, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Excellent. Number six, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Great. Five, Reunited by Peaches and Herb. Wonderful. Four, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Love Stewart. Love it. <laughs> Number three, Le Freak by Chic. Love. Yeah, good one. Mm, number two, Bad Girls by Donna Summer. Woo-hoo! Makes her second appearance on the list. And any guesses for number one? Uh, is it the Bee Gees? No. I think Bee Gees was on like number 11 or something. What? Number one, My Sharona by The Knack. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. You don't like My Sharona? I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But is it better than... All these other songs is it better than Donna Summer? No. <laughs> I would rather hear Do You Think I'm Sexy any day of the week. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. That was like a letdown for me. <laughs> I should have gone one to ten oh, for you. <laughs> gosh. I was all keyed up for it to be something so great. <laughs> I guess it's the most new wave pick out of those, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, these kids in the visor sunglasses would love it, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> okay, so uh, we don't need no education, not even close on the list. Mm-mm. Was it I out used to that love- year? Yeah, it was. Uh, I used to love that kid, that song as a kid because there's kids in it. Yeah, I think I probably did when I was a kid too, but I just don't like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Never have. Sorry if that's controversial. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. I'm not here to coddle your feelings. <laughs> All right. Always going well at uh, the hit line, Hollywood hotline. <laughs> Until Diane receives a phone call from an odd-sounding stranger who claims his name is Evil. Diane says, ooh, are you bad, honey? He goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just evil. (laughs) He's evil, but at least his pick wasn't for a Pink Floyd song. That's not what he's calling in for. (laughs) He announces his resolution to kill someone she loves. We, the audience, can see the man is calling from a phone booth and using some kind of voice changer, and it's more Frampton than Ghostface. <laughs> Diane hangs up on the weirdo and announces the first act. It's Shadow! Woo! Here to sing the theme song live and in person. The crowd loves it. And I loved it, too. <laughs> Even though we time. just heard it, it's oh, fine. Yeah. Every time they spit it up, I'm like, Yeah! <laughs> And I wanted to sing it, but now I can't remember how it goes. (laughs) But I was singing along when I was listening to it. Yeah, it's a good one. Check it out. While the band plays, Diane tells her agent Ernie that she wants extra police protection. She's like, I'm not phased, but she's phased. (laughs) This all goes out on the air. (laughs) I know. I was confused about that at first. And then I realized, okay. The crowd is just not reacting to it at yeah, all. Right? <laughs> like Diane's son sees it on TV in his hotel room. You got to put a delay on live callers. Everyone knows that. Yeah, you can get a lot of trouble. She's trying to go up against the big networks. You want to run with the big dogs. You got to have big dog standards and practices. And that includes putting a delay on live callers. <laughs> yeah. So the man on the phone booth enters a sanitarium with the duffel bag and a radio with a cassette player. I'm always surprised when we see a mystery voice killer's face right away. Yeah, I know. They're just like, and here he is. It's like, here he is, but you don't know who he is, so. True. It's a different kind of mystery, I guess. After a quick costume change, he runs into a sexy nurse named Jane and tells her, he tells her he's a new orderly filling in. She's not bimbo sexy. She's like Susan Tyrell, clumpy eyelashes, (laughs) double entendre sexy. (laughs) I love her. Yeah, she's good. There is instant chemistry between the two, and they sneak off to drink champagne out of Dixie Cups. Evil turns his radio to the live broadcast, and they slow dance to a bluesy tune. And so do the punks (laughs) back at the hotel. There is very funny audio of loud shuffling noises (laughs) as the crowd sways back and forth. I know. Why did they do this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. The crowd does not know what to do with their bodies ever. Anytime they're supposed to be dancing or (laughs) reacting, they're like, nobody knows what to do. (laughs) Earlier, they were sort of doing a slam dance at about 20% intensity. (laughs) Like they were just pushing their bodies together. (laughs) Backstage, Diane is introduced to Lieutenant Clayton and Sergeant Green. Lieutenant Clayton tells her he's not surprised that one of her fans is a freak. A phone freak. A phone freak. (laughs) But he says if he calls back, she should try to keep him on the phone so that they can trace the call. Diane calls her room looking for Yvonne, but Derek is the only one there. 
He says he has to tell her something important, but Diane says she has to go, gives him a couple of air smooches, and hangs up the phone. A stressed Derek <laughs> swallows three mystery pills while he watches the live broadcast from the room. Those are jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them up close. They were jelly beans. And he took them too dramatically. <laughs> yeah. He's like pulling his own hair and putting his hands on his cheeks and squishing his face. Yeah, he's having a bad, bad time. He's one of those people that can't swallow pills. <laughs> Back at the sanitarium, Evil is getting fresh with Nurse Jane. She's only known him for 10 minutes, but what the heck? It's New Year's Eve. Seriously. <laughs> at midnight, all your sins are washed away. Yeah. In the rec room, the patients are partying and getting ready to watch the Times Square countdown. It's your typical offensive 80s loony bin scene. Yeah. See also Hanging Heart, The Initiation, and many more. They're also watching The Blaze Show. It's the most popular show on television. Yeah. Dick Clark. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. This is Blaze's moment. Yeah. As the announcer counts down, who is not Dick Clark, nope. Evil presses record and raises his knife over the unsuspecting Jane. When the clock strikes midnight, Eastern Standard Time, Evil starts stabbing. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little while later, Evil calls the hotline. He says, this is Evil. evil. <laughs> <laughs> Diane answers, and she does her best to keep him talking. He said he just made his first kill, right on schedule, Eastern Standard Time, and he even plays her an audio recording as proof. Back at the sanitarium, Jane's coworker goes looking for her and discovers her bloody corpse in a closet. Then we have a really cool transition. This was maybe my favorite shot in the movie, where um, she's found in the closet and there's a light bulb hanging, mm -hmm. and it's like swaying side to side and then it flashes back and forth between that and a police siren oh yeah it looked really good that was good she was really acting when they found her body right <laughs> she 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 was really acting at being dead <laughs> she's good yeah well derek's losing it back at the <laughs> hotel <laughs> he has a hard to hear monologue in the mirror yeah i was like I couldn't understand something about having a men mental disorder. Yeah. He's like, you think something in my past has affected me. You think I have a mental disorder. And then he's like, I'll show you. I don't. And pulls a red pantyhose <laughs> stocking over his head. <laughs> Mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> then he sticks a pin through his ear. So punk. Yeah. I bet he's a method actor. Oh, totally. <laughs> While her troubled son breaks down. Diane is getting down on stage with the band. They're playing a third genre now, like fast metal. Oh, uh, I hope they do bluegrass next. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some world music. Yeah. <laughs> Derek tries to call his dad in Palm Springs, but he keeps getting a busy signal. In anger, he ruins his mother's bouquet <laughs> with the pantyhose still on his head. <laughs> he is not helping himself when he says... That he doesn't have a mental disorder. And then he acts like a kook. Yeah. He went right for it with the safety pin in the ear. Or the pin in the ear. So he didn't. He already knew which one was the gay ear. <laughs> which one to avoid. If you ask anybody, everybody has a different answer. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. So Lieutenant Green realizes that evil is for real. And he's going to kill again at the stroke of midnight in each time zone. Diane becomes even more worried about Yvonne. 
Evil, however, is on to the next girl. He dons a fake mustache and heads to the nearest disco where he picks up a bubbly blonde named Sally. Honestly, he's a master of disguise. <laughs> I saw him put the fake mustache on. And when he came into the disco wearing it, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> I thought he was a different guy. <laughs> I would have gone with him because I wouldn't have realized it was him. (laughs) (laughs) After he says he's going to a party at Eric Estrada's house. I know. (laughs) Sally and her roommate Lisa decide to join him. I love Sally, too. She looks kind of like Sally Struthers and all in the family. Hmm. She's got like a Marilyn voice and she's kind of older, too. And I know she smells like cigs and perfume body powder. (laughs) And like when somebody needed to take a shower, like yesterday (laughs) you know what i mean but not like in a bad way just like i know she's a little stale but (laughs) i love her i love her whole look i loved her so much okay on the drive there evil is stressing about the time he was like oh we're supposed to be there already (laughs) and she's like chill man he she sally tells him he needs some tm transcendental meditation Hey, it worked for Lisa's nervous diarrhea. Uh, Lisa's like, chill, Sally. Resolve to not tell all my secrets to strangers. (laughs) They make a pit stop at a liquor store. Diarrhea is (laughs) back. And Evil gives Lisa a $100 bill and tells her to go in and buy the biggest bottle of champagne they have. That's not generally the metric that you use. I know. I bet you. I don't think they have magnums. They're probably all the same size. (laughs) No, they have those giant bottles of like Andre or something probably. (laughs) We know things are looking bad for Sally when Evil hits record on his cassette player. He asks her if she wants to smoke a number. Have you ever heard anybody say this? No. Me neither. I think he made it up. (laughs) And shows her a big bag of Colombian weed as the crowd in the Chicago Central Time sings Auld Lang Syne. Evil suffocates Sally with the plastic bag. He's like, go in for a sniff. (laughs) And it's this humongous bag with a little bit of weed down at the bottom. (laughs) Inside the store, the extremely tall clerk gives Lisa her change and sincerely <laughs> wishes her a happy new year. He's so sincere, concerned almost. Yeah. He's like, you have a happy new year. <laughs> this is also an odd choice. I had to look this guy yeah. up. Uh, actor Jerry Chambers is better known as an NBA player. He played in several different teams throughout his career and averaged eight points a game. Is that good or bad? That's bad. No, that's good. Is it? Averaging? Yeah, like think about some some games you might score no points. That's true. That means some you score a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, he maybe should have sticked to playing basketball. (laughs) It was an interesting moment in the film. Maybe should have (laughs) stuck to playing basketball. Jesus. Yeah, he was another character where you're like, what was that? Yeah. (laughs) Outside, after having this weird encounter that she'll probably remember forever. Which isn't long. She's like, it was New Year's Eve. It was so (laughs) weird. Lisa finds a trail of Sally's shoes and clothing items that leads to a dumpster. She opens it and evil is hiding (laughs) inside. He's holding a lighter to illuminate his face. That made me laugh so hard. What did he say? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. (laughs) In my mind, he went. (laughs) (laughs) He pulls her inside and kills her. 
After he manages to crawl out. Off screen. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Show it to us. I know it wasn't graceful, but I want to see it. He calls Diane and gives her the location of the bodies. The police arrive at the scene, and when they open the dumpster, they are startled by an adorable kitten who jumps right at them. Horror cat. (laughs) Uh, I'm concerned. Was the kitten in there with evil? Maybe the kitten is the real killer. (laughs) This poor little kitty. I'm just saying they just let him go with no questioning at all. (laughs) The cops follow a trail of blood to a playground and discover the bodies that evil has arranged like a sick freak. Um, They're on a swing set and Sally has her arms through the rings (laughs) and she still has the bag over her head and the cops find her roommate when her body slips on down the slide. Do you think evil saw Halloween and was like, saw what Michael Myers did with Judith Myers, like a little setup and said, I could do better than that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Or I don't know, man. Maybe just inspiration struck. (laughs) So now Evil is driving around L.A. dressed like a priest, master of disguise, like you said. He's struggling to find his next victim before the stroke of midnight, mountain time, when he runs into a gang of bikers. They bully him a little. Drivers are rough tonight, (laughs) man. And when he accidentally runs into a motorcycle, the bikers chase him into a drive-in theater. Uh, the theater is showing a preview for a double feature of Bloodbath and Blood Feast. And it's not the Horschel Gordon, Gordon Lewis Blood Feast. It's the Italian Giallo Blood Feast, a.k.a. the Red Queen Kills Seven Times. Sneaky. <laughs> yeah, it says it's like a New Year's Eve festival from dusk till dawn splatter fest. That'd be an okay way to spend it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. You're there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Everyone is all in their cars or getting lucky. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell. I feel like I missed out on such like sexy, memorable, horny moments by not ever <laughs> being in the backseat at the drive-in. Yeah. It was kind of gone by the time we were yeah. old enough for that. Yeah. Ugh, my parents would have never let me go <laughs> to the drive-in. So, Evil's running from them. He abandons his car, and he's confronted by one of the bikers. Greetings, asshole! (laughs) Uh, Evil says, I'm a man of God, not a man of violence, but then he stabs the biker good. Psych. He steals a young couple's car to avoid being recognized. He interrupts their makeout sesh, just as she's getting her big, nice boobs out. (laughs) And he drives off with the girl, still in the backseat, intending to make her his next victim. The girl cries, offering money in exchange for her life. But Evil doesn't want her money. Nope. Luckily for her, a couple of drunks wander into the street, causing Evil to hit the brakes. The girl sees her chance to escape. She jumps out of the car and makes a run for it through the park. Evil pursues her for a while, but the cops arrives and he escapes without meeting his self-imposed deadline. Um, The cops arrive while he has her cornered under a bleacher. And they see everybody and everything. And they go... Hey, you. (laughs) And then they just let him run away. Yeah. Like they know they're looking for this guy and they don't even bother to check on who this is or anything. Yeah, that's true. Nobody chases him at all. (laughs) While the show is on a commercial break, Lieutenant Clayton gets booed by the crowd as he tries to announce that the entire floor has been sealed off. So there's no more ins and outs. No ins and outs. (laughs) No pop ins. Um. This crowd is will put up with nearly anything, <laughs> but they drew the line at this public service announcement for their safety. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and they heard everything earlier. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> they said bring back show. 
Backstage, the lieutenant introduces Dan to a s- <laughs> unnecessary psychologist who says that the killer... <laughs> of all the people they could bring in yeah. to help deal with this. <laughs> he says the killer has a compulsion to kill on the hour, and they have to assume that he will be there at midnight Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, no duh. Yep. <laughs> he also warns Diane that she is likely the target. No duh again. <laughs> He says that since the killer mutilated his victim's breasts, he probably has a mother fixation. Sure. During this scene, Derek is sneaking around in his pantyhose <laughs> and overhears it all. He's wearing new wave sunglasses over his <laughs> yeah. pantyhose now. And I bet so many people have seen him and just thought he was another blaze freak. I know. I bet you they're like, oh, I needed to try that look. Oh, totally. <laughs> Love how it mashes your nose down. <laughs> Evil arrives at the hotel in a yellow mini truck. (laughs) He got a ride. And when he gets out, it's so funny. (laughs) And he knocks out a cop with a good bonk. After stealing his uniform, he's able to walk right into the lockdown hotel without interference. Diane heads back to her room along with her escort, Sergeant Green. The sergeant discovers Derek lying on the bed. And points his gun at him before Diane intervenes. Derek is pissed that she didn't even remember he was there. He says, I had a surprise for you. And right now, I don't want any part of it. And he leaves in a huff. I think the surprise is he got his ear pierced. (laughs) He's like, mom will love this. She loves these punk guys. Yeah. (laughs) Diane asks Sergeant Green to wait outside while she changes. As she gazes at her tired face in the vanity... A man in a tracksuit and a mask steps out of the room. Ooga booga, he says. He removes the mask and it's evil. (gasps) A.K.A. Richard, Diane's husband. What is this mask? It looks like cartoon Nixon. I was kind of thinking Nixon too, but I feel like it's like not exactly. It's weird. They were like, no, Nixon is copyright. TM. TM. His his face is copyright. He explains his identity to the sergeant before leaving the room. Not the evil part. He leaves that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he tells Diane the surprise was Derek's idea, and he drove out from the Springs as <laughs> soon as he heard the crazy guy on the radio. She's broadcasting all the way to Palm Springs. Wow. Is she national? I thought she was just local. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I just know it was TV and radio. So. Simulcast. Simulcast. It's a big, big word. Going to Palm Springs, at least. At least. Maybe farther. <laughs> Backstage, it's Lancaster, you think? <laughs> Probably. Probably definitely Lancaster. <laughs> Backstage, Lieutenant Clayton gets a phone call and learns that Richard's car was abandoned at the drive-in. They're putting it all together now. Mm-hmm. Witnesses said the driver stole a car and kidnapped a young woman. What's more, Richard Sullivan was once a patient at the sanitarium where the nurse was killed. Oh, no. The lieutenant discovers that Richard is currently in the hotel, and he leaves to look for him. Meanwhile, Richard makes his way to the elevator control panel and starts messing with the wires. He's hacking the planet. (laughs) Is there anything he can't do? How is he controlling it just by jiggling the screwdriver? He literally (laughs) is just jamming it in there. Yeah, and he's do—he's getting it to do exactly what he wants. He's got an, a, a mind for engineering. Yeah, okay. The elevator rapidly descends to the first floor, and the riders are knocked unconscious. When the doors open, Richard is there. He kicks Sergeant Green in the head and drags him into the hallway. 
Diane starts to wake up and Richard reveals his evil secret. He says he's fed up. Derek has told him how Diane behaves around other men and how she tries to turn on her own son projection. (laughs) Did we see even a lick of this implicated at all? No, no. According to Richard, all women are manipulative, deceitful, and immoral. This coming from a man with a trunk full of costumes. (laughs) He says Diane and Yvonne have been shortchanging him for years. They make him ask for an allowance, and that's the same as castrating him. Totally. (laughs) And that's why she was his first victim. Yvonne, R.I.P. Poor Yvonne. And I was calling her Yvonne, so I'm sorry. What'd I say? No, you're saying it right, Yvonne. What'd you say? Yvonne. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to start over. <laughs> I just wanted to say I was saying it wrong. <laughs> he tells us Derek's big surprise, too, that Derek auditioned for the lead in a series and he didn't even use his real last name. He got it all on his own without using nepotism. <laughs> Their last name is Sullivan. <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's Travolta. <laughs> Derek is a big baby, just like his dad. Totally. Like, I see where he gets it. Diane tries to reason with him, but he says, I can hear your heart beating. I don't like that. <laughs> and he reveals his intention to kill her by chaining her to an elevator <laughs> <laughs> and forcing it all the way up, then all the way down. <laughs> did he plan this before, or did he just have chains? He must have planned he it all. It. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Because he had to learn how to control the <laughs> elevator. Yeah, true. Now screaming, a handcuffed and chained Diane is dragged to the top of the elevator shaft where she sees Yvonne's decapitated head. Scary. Yeah. As she starts to drop, the police locate Richard and there is a brief shootout which damages the control panel, saving Diane. Not to mention the drunk couple that's randomly (laughs) inside the elevator. What was he wearing? Plastic? He looked like he fell into... (laughs) Uh, recycling bin i know at first because he's wearing like a a leather vest with no shirt, no shirt but then he has these weird plastic things around him i thought evil had like taped him up yeah <laughs> but, but i was like no that's part of his, outfit. Part of his outfit or i don't know they got into some weird shit yeah i couldn't figure it out either <laughs> richard flees and the cops chase after him up the stairs richard shoots one of the cops and makes it to the roof of the building where he puts his mask back on maybe it's bob hope and not Nixon. Oh, yeah. It does kind of look like Bob Hope. Yeah. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> it's like a Rorschach test. <laughs> Another cop catches up to him and tells him to drop his weapons and raise his hands, which he does. Richard then recites a little Shakespeare. He's like, to dream, <laughs> perchance, to die. No, no, that's how it goes. Hamlet. Yeah. yeah. He's like that. <laughs> Uh, and then he jumps off the building to his death. And it's wild how Richard falls just like a mannequin hucked <laughs> off the top of the building. <laughs> a crowd gathers around his body, including Derek, who weeps and takes his father's mask. His inheritance. Yeah, that's all he has. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of his money, he's got to ask for it from mom. Yeah. The injured Diane is loaded into an ambulance, but Derek is revealed to be the driver, having murdered the real driver. What? <laughs> when? When? Yeah. So quick. <laughs> the ambulance drives off, leaving Diane's fate unknown as a radio announcer in Honolulu is heard announcing the stroke of midnight in Hawaii. That's illusion time. Twist. There was one more. 
We always forget about Hawaii. <laughs> Our kick-ass theme song by Shadow rips again. Yeah, not sad to hear it for the third time. Fuck no, dude. It's a great song. It's going to go on our playlist of amazing songs from these movies. <laughs> I know. I, I love this one. Yeah. Good song. Good movie. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, also, just like, maybe we weren't watching the same band the whole time. No, the other one was... Um, like Jap- big, Japanese me- Midnight or something. No, <laughs> Big in Japan. Big in Japan. Big in Japan? Yeah. I think. <laughs> Well, to me, they all look like the same guys in different clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then Shadow was playing those all those songs that were all different genres, right? Mm-hmm. At the beginning. They were just trying some stuff out, <laughs> seeing which one the crowd reacted to the most, and then that's what they were going to go with. Yeah, I like all the party scenes. Yeah. That's fun. I like how it has such a New Year's feel. Yeah, totally. Um, at one point during the shadow show like we basically watched an entire set list the whole (laughs) concert by shadow um the crowd was so boggled like they didn't know how to act that they jump into a literal pit Mm -hmm. what is that (laughs) it's like somebody heard that there's a pit at these shows and they were like well we have to have a pit we gotta get the pit that they can jump into yeah they're kind of pogoing around i have been to a lot of shows i've never seen a real pit where you have to jump down into it like that. <laughs> Were they in the orchestra pit? Yeah, I think so. It was a hotel ballroom, right? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, would you rather go to the Blaze show, mm-hmm. to the party at the disco? Oh, man, good question. Or the New Year's Eve from Dusk Till Dawn Splatterfest at the drive-in? Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I would rather go to Hollywood hotline Mm. because I feel like the other two are pretty attainable for me. And I've done things like that before, but I have never been at like a live countdown that's televised. That's true. So I have to pick that. That's a good point. Plus I like new wave music. Yeah. Yeah. My thought right away was the disco. Yeah. I loved the vibes. (laughs) It was very sexy and sophisticated. Yeah. Um, they had men with fake mustaches. I like that. (laughs) I just feel like I would enjoy th- I would enjoy it there. Yeah, there was one couple getting down, and they looked like they were having a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> I like a bar where you can sit, and it was the late 70s, I guess, at this point, right? Uh-huh. Like going 79. into 1980. Mm-hmm. You could smoke in there. Yeah. You have your drinks. Don't like that, honestly. True. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I like a bar like that, right? Yeah. Pretty casual. Love that. Um, but also, everybody was dressed very sexy. Yeah. Honestly, three good options. Totally. Wouldn't turn any of them down. I know. It would be really hard to pick. Because I feel like every one that you went to, you would have a good night, mm-hmm. right? You know what I wouldn't pick? Being alone in the hotel room watching my mom. No, I wouldn't pick that either. <laughs> Wearing a pantyhose on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I didn't see a review from our friend Lenny. Did you find one? Nothing from Lenny. Got a video, Hounds. Ooh. What did they say? They say, woof. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, no suspense, bad music makes this slash and crash a holiday wrecker. <laughs> harsh. Way harsh. Disagree. Disagree. And Ebert, you got Ebert? I got Ebert. What's he say? He gave it one and a half stars and wrote, New Year's Evil is an endangered species, a plain old-fashioned gory thriller. It's not very good. It is sometimes unpleasantly bloody. The plot is dumb, and the twist at the end has been borrowed from hundreds, if not thousands, of other movies. 
But as thrillers goes these days, New Year's Evil is a throwback to an older and simpler tradition. Hmm. One that flourished way back in the dimly remembered past before 1978. Oh, 1977. <laughs> um, and then his partner, Gene Siskel, gave the film zero stars. Oh. Said it is a hideously ugly motion picture. Gene. A lot of people didn't like it. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of 14%, but that's only based on seven reviews. Um, Dread Central's Matt Seferini said, This isn't worth your time if you're looking for a horror film to deliver scares or suspense, but as a late-night horror fix, it's ideal. What New Year's Evil lacks in scares, it makes up for in pure entertainment. And really, that's all you can ask for. That's really true. What do you want? What do you want out of life? (laughs) I agree. I think this one's really fun. I like it, too. Um, I really like the music a lot. I think the video hounds is dead wrong for that. Um, <laughs> I like, like I said, like the costume design a lot. It's uh-huh. very time capsule-y, and I, and I enjoy that. It's really pretty fun. Um, I like Evil as a killer. Like, he's very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy looks like um, what Caitlyn Jenner looked like in 1979. Yeah. Like, almost exactly. Exact haircut. That's true. Um, at one point, he's wearing like a red, white, and blue matching <gasps> tracksuit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's got the vibe. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Derek is very funny. Mm-hmm. The, There's a lot of funny moments. Yeah. <laughs> like, overall, it's very enjoyable. I like how out of control all the teens are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're the kind of punk teens that you only see in the movies. Mm-hmm. I like I like it. It's fun. I didn't mind watching it twice. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely wouldn't mind also as a New Year's option, just watching this and then like watching 200 cigarettes and then watching oh, the ball yeah. drop. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay, well, maybe next year. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good movie to start the year. Um. So what do you rate it, Sarah? <sighs> Out of 10. You want me to go first? Yeah. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah, going strong with this one. Yeah, my first instinct was a seven point five. Wow, I'm allowed to do that, right? Of course. Okay. I feel like you told me no <laughs> fractions. One uh, time. No point like six nines. Okay. <laughs> okay. But point five is okay. fine. Seven point five. One you did it. One day I will remember exactly all the details <laughs> of this show that I've been co-hosting this entire time. Yeah. Okay. We are fans. And I feel like this one is a little bit underrated. Like not a lot of people watch it. I think people only watch it because it's like New Year's and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, here's a New Year's movie. That's why we watched it. Yeah. Originally. But now we love it. It's close to our hearts. Very. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, not bad. It's a good way to start the year. Yeah. Not bad at all. Uh, we're going to keep rocking and rolling next episode with Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, my god! Going going back. Where it all began, we started with Slumber Party Massacre. Now we're doing the sequel. That movie has a special place in my heart for real now. Yeah. Otherwise, like, we watched <laughs> the movie so many times. Yeah. Is this the first, this is the first second in a franchise we've done, right? That we've done the original, yes. Because right. we've done Psycho 2 and Halloween 2, but the yes. originals are not from the 80s, so we didn't cover them. But Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. That is exciting. I'm looking forward to this. I, I like this movie. I've seen it once. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like it as much as most people, but I'm willing to give it another shot. Yeah. I 
thought that people did not like it. And then I watched it and I was like, this movie is decent. Oh, I always hear people like saying how fun this one is. It is fun. Okay. Tough to compete with Space Baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, who is our still number one babe of all time? Yeah. But this girl from the disco. She- <laughs> She's pulling up the list. Yeah. I love her so much. Oh, one thing about this movie that I noticed is that all the women, with the exception of the girl in the drive-in, were older. Mm-hmm. Right? The nurse, Blaze, and the girl from the disco, they were all older. Yeah, that was cool. You don't get teeth that color being <laughs> 17 to in your 20s, even in your 30s. These women were older. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. And they were they were all hot. Yeah. I, I really liked that a lot. Well, Blaze was... Mm. She, was <laughs> she had her moment. There were some things that weren't working for her, but <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I it was something that I really noticed, and I was like, this is like kind of pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yvonne, she was older too. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Want to see more hot, early middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. Not for any particular reason, <laughs> as I am young and will remain so forever. <laughs> all right is that it core i think that's it as always make a donation to the bakersfield burrito project and help feed our unhoused neighbors here in bakersfield on cash app and venmo bako burrito project and if your resolution was to leave us a review you can surely do that cross off the list right off the bat apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and they let you do reviews just because Santa just went back to bed or whatever, <laughs> he's hibernating, doesn't mean he's not keeping track. Yeah. If you're naughty or nice, it's just a good reminder to start the year <laughs> that Christmas will come again. Yeah. And if you want presents, you need to do good deeds, like leaving us a good review. Yeah, and it helps donating us. to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both awesome deeds. <laughs> <laughs> both equally important in the world. <laughs> Yeah, reviews help other people find the show. Helps us get good guests, too. Yeah. want to hear some more cool guests, Yeah, give us a review. Please do. All right. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Make it a good one. We'll see you next time. New Year's Eve. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With a Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With a Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams.